Hello and welcome to another podcast with me, Simon Emmett, joined as always by Simon Tyler, author of the Keep It Simple book, the Impact book and the Attitude book. We thought we would do a little podcast today about some of the chapters that Simon has published on his website recently, taken from these different books, um, where Simon can talk you through some of the ideas and concepts behind them. So first off, hello Simon. Hello Simon. How are you? I'm alright. Good. In very curious times and... Indeed. Sort of our thinking behind this, as I'm sure you just outlaid to the listener, is there's probably a time whether people in self-isolation or working in more solo spaces to consume more developmental material and to be more mindful about what they're consuming, either written or audio or video, and how that affects, particularly today in this podcast, their attitude. Because we can choose that. We've got so much more control over attitude than we often give credit or take control of. And that's probably why we're starting here on this one. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so the four chapters that we published in 2019 from the Attitude book were The Attitude Advisor, Sharpen the Axe, Gratitude and Outrageous Acts of Kindness. So which one do you want to start with? Well, let's start with perhaps The Attitude Advisor. Okay. Because that seems to capture lots of the points within the Attitude book and lots of the other aspects of my work. And as much as it is chapter 50, mm. I quite often will say to people, if you haven't got any time to read the other 49 chapters in the Attitude book, just read chapter 50, which pulls together in a very quick way some of the skills that hopefully you will go on to learn through the Attitude book about how you can build in your advisory team. Okay, so tell us about it. What's it, what's it all about, this one? Well. I wrote this in in the the latter stages of writing the manuscript for the Attitude book. I thought, well, I, I want to pull it together. And this one chapter perhaps was the most challenging, but hopefully the most useful, because I wanted this, this one chapter could have been, and could have been expanded to perhaps become the whole book. But it comes out of when I give talks on attitude and I work with teams on their attitude, quite often I'm urged by them, the participants in the room, Come on, Simon, just give me the shortcut. What's the fast track? How do we shift our attitude, particularly in tough times and in situations if we're leading a, a group of people and we've got to say something that's significant and important and impactful? Give us a shortcut. And like a number of things, I will resist that. Well, there is no shortcut. You need to do the work, the little pieces of work. But perhaps this one note from the book might help. And like a number of things that I've written about in, at different times, it's your relationship to a deliberate pause in both your thinking, in your movement, and that in itself has value and gives you a bit of pause, a moment of mindfulness ahead of any interaction or engagement or conversation that you need to have. And it's your opportunity to become just that little bit more deliberate and more purposeful and more aligned and more clear and in this situation specifically with your attitude, and the attitude that you really would want to adopt in this situation, the attitude that's going to have the best value, the best impact, and help you and others move forward. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wrote this one. Okay, so take us through it, Simon. Read us, um, read us through the chapter, if you would, and just, if you want to, as you go, just, uh, just give us some insight into why in particular you chose okay. certain parts. Well, reading from the attitude book, picture the scene. You're about to go into a challenging press conference. 
to deliver something that's quite difficult and maybe under current climate as a side note that might definitely be the case for a number of people now people who need to lead through this challenging situation we've got where there is so much uncertainty so here you are in front of this audience and the the story that I create here is around maybe they're journalists they're journalists that want to get that soundbite from you and you know that your mood your attitude your tensions your anxieties are going to affect your performance and they're going to change the way in which the room receives your words irrespective of the actual words you use and your body is likely to be tense as you concentrate deeply on so many things in that same moment your hopes your intentions your fears your doubts the words themselves the nuances that you want to put in the things that you don't want to say all of that is crowding your thinking and your behavior and specifically your attitude now if that was a situation and you did have that press conference you would have a team of assistants advisors maybe private secretaries who would gather in the room off stage and brief you on the situation more clearly and they would help you become calm centered and ready to select the attitude they confirm the situation they confirm all of the challenges all the situations all of the context they would bring it up in a quiet and safe space and perhaps your advisors would say to you today requires you to be humbled and concerned and they just choose perhaps in this situation those two words humbled and concerned and they would suggest and perhaps work with you to practice and prepare what that attitude means in terms of the words that you would use the phrases that you would use the position in which you would hold yourself your tone the volume the pace your breathing just to be consistent with the attitude that's appropriate in this case humbled and concerned and slowly your mind and body would align as your attitude advisors would work with you to to check and challenge and test that your selected attitude is in your range and it's not unfamiliar or false or something that you would never normally do and that your mood would slowly shift and that quiet inner confidence would return and with it would come an immense boost to your resilience so that you're ready to face whatever that pack of hungry news hounds would want to throw at you because you know whatever is thrown at you is going to hit and be received and you'll return it through a humbled and concerned attitude and of course this will happen every day this is what happens every day and if we don't select our attitude we are at the behest of whatever's going on and right now in the world there's so much uncertainty it's likely that most leaders or anybody who's got to influence people are going to carry uncertainty into situations so consciously through working with this particular chapter from the attitude book on a daily basis you can observe the advice from your current colleagues so you might have a real attitude advisory team that you could more consciously make them so or potentially add in there maybe one or two people that you'd love to have virtual attitude advisors that would be able to just slow you down and help you shift what might have otherwise been those automatic choices so work with this metaphor so that you can fit, fit it into your actual situation and have a look at who's on your support team your advisors and as I say if they don't exist 
Go inside to your own reference points, take that moment and listen to your own sage-like advice and shift your attitude to what's needed to be. For those of you who've got a copy of the Attitude Book, at the back as a postscript to particularly this chapter but also to all the other work is an Attitude Selector list which clearly you can develop this yourself and it's a good thing to do but it's a set of what I found to be the most powerful attitude boosters to, to add to who you are. So you can take a pick from this glossary of attitude words. Cool, okay, so that's the attitude advisor. Anything else you want to add on that, Simon? I mean, how have you developed that since it was written? Is there a way you, other ways you encourage people to use it? Yeah, but people, once I've talked to them about it through my speeches or people have read it through the notes it might become in their armory but my noticing is that people still use it less often than perhaps they could and it's a sort it could easily become a regular habit so just practice it more often use it in every situation mm. until you start to become so aware of what your attitude is that then almost you've got more control ah i can i can shift here because the pace of life and what's thrown at us and again particularly in current climate it's like to shift our attitude and change the way that we are in different situations. And the best of us might not therefore be available. It's an opportunity for us to use this all the time to shift who we are and how we come across. Okay, thanks, Simon. So that was the Attitude Advisor, which is chapter 50 from Simon Tyler's The Attitude Book. We're going to now conversely go on to chapter 49, which is titled Sharpen the Axe. Um, and is about staying sharper or sharpening the impact that we have and that is held by us most of the time. Simon, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So you start this chapter with a quote from Abraham Lincoln. To cut down a tree in five minutes, spend three minutes sharpening your axe. So how do you interpret that? Well, I love that quote. It's, whether he said it or not, I don't know. <laughs> All these quotes, but I, I like one because it's, it's so true the act of sharpening the axe in that situation to cut down a tree looks like you're not making any progress at all. The tree is still standing and nothing's happening and people think, look, well, why are you not doing it? But once you have a very sharp axe, the act of cutting that tree down will happen faster, will take less of your effort and so on. And that metaphor can be stretched into so many walks of life. Yeah, so this is about turning up every day, expecting peak performance without taking care of yourself and without preparing properly. Yeah, peak performance just doesn't get turned on yeah or in rare situations might that be the case e each time i use this metaphor and there's a, a few others that have been quoted around that talk to the same point it reminds me and hopefully inspires other people just to reflect a bit more this is exactly what's needed the act of sharpening our proverbial acts whatever that might mean in your work encompasses so many things and it's the the essence remains the same how you prepare for anything is how you end up doing everything. And the number of people that I meet and observe that are really working tirelessly hard and just metaphorically chopping and chopping away at the tree with a blunter and blunter axe. It doesn't fit, it seems counterintuitive to stop and do the, the, the sharpening, but it's what we all need. And for some people, sharpening the axe might be going to the gym or working their brain muscles in different ways before they begin a challenging thought exercise. For a friend of mine, playing the piano 
was his meditation and it was just just that brought a bit of control and got him back and more centered but ultimately what matters most is it's refueling yourself mentally emotionally physically and obviously expecting to turn up every day and perform at your peak is totally unrealistic and demoralizing and ultimately ineffective so the question that that's posed by this chapter 49 in the attitude book is how do you sharpen your axe the more you progress in your career and personally evolve the more environmental friction you're likely to attract and again looking at current climate there's a lot of stuff that's going to drain you whenever you feel drained it is a clue that probably you are your your axe has become in some way blunt and it compounds the need for further time to do this and all the frictions and demands and challenges that you attract will increase and will constantly change and be different. So new versions of old challenges to the way you are and the way you go about things will constantly be there. So to ensure that your attitude continues to soar, it will need sharpening. Yeah, good. Okay. Thank you, Simon. And the next chapter we're going to talk about is chapter five from the same book, from the Attitude book by Simon. And this one's called Gratitude. And gratitude is the act of being thankful. Um, and you talk about in this chapter, Simon, the impact that gratitude can have on enhancing relationships, emotions, health, personality, career, how it can help to generate social capital faster than negativity, how it makes us more likable, reduces our need for and reliance on materialism, makes us less self-centered or even self-obsessed and, and increases our self-esteem. All of which I would say in a time when we maybe more isolated from our from our peers and our friends and our colleagues or particularly important so tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind this chapter not just because of the the similarities the letters in the word gratitude and attitude gratitude comes up a lot in a lot of people's work as a root or a foundation stone to the building of attitude and you're right all the things you just said it has so many implications on how we feel and the impact on others. And if there was one thing, and again, think about if there was one thing, it, this one might be it, which is if we can shift our relationship to how grateful we are for what's going on, for what's here right now, it changes everything. And in situations such as we're facing with the coronavirus and the media uh, flow of of conjecture and opinions it changes who we are and probably distance distances us from our gratitude attitude so embedding simple things such as three things for which I'm grateful for right now mm. as a regular practice and it's almost like a vitamin tablet take that when you need it but probably at the time when you need it most is the time when you don't even think about it so you might want to write this down on a note keep it next to you the next time you feel a wave of doubt uncertainty sadness confusion that's a time to take the gratitude vitamin three things for which I'm grateful for right now and it's really useful to do in teams or at group meetings as well just to shift the mood and enhance a positive attitude to any situation yeah it's a great little starter for team meetings or get-togethers actually I know some people who have used it in a similar way and a great little uplift at the beginning, which really gets people thinking in a positive light. Yeah. So I would urge the listener to take this on as 
an in your pocket or an in your toolbox technique that you can call on as often as you need to. The initial effort just to get this done will it will take some a few days, but it will be worth it. And of course, keep it simple. Three times a day, for example, you decide when you're going to do it. Just scan your world for three things for which you're grateful for right now. Write them down. That's quite an important step too. To sit and just think them is okay, but the the powerful and positive burn of that doesn't last very long if we just think them. If you write them down, you have some reflection on your words as well. And then repeat that, finding new new items each time. And after a few days, your your brain's ability, the reticular activating cortex, which is in effect your radar scanner, will start to do some of this for you. It will start it will pick up the message and you think, ah, okay, I'm scanning for things to be grateful for, and it will begin to do the searching for you. Good, and linked to that then is the next chapter we're going to talk about, which is chapter seven from the Attitude Book. So we've jumped around beautifully here throughout the book, and that's Outrageous Acts of Kindness. And this one is a great uplifter at any time, but particularly when we're in a time of great anxiety or difficulties or or some negativity, times when people can become entrenched and retract um, and, in essence, end up doing less for others. So this is when we can feel that everything has become a little heavy going on our own. So tell us about this, Simon. Tell us about random acts of kindness. Well, it links, and you're right, it does link to the gratitude piece. And I wrote this before I was even writing Simple Notes. This was a note that came out of a workshop I ran many, many years ago to shift the way that people are oriented towards the positive actions they do. And there was one particular client I was working with who couldn't stop himself from wanting the recognition for the acts of kindness that he was doing and specifically in this is it doesn't matter if people notice it's just taking and committing to doing actions without anybody noticing they have the most power Mm. and it evokes so much in us and it triggers and ripples so many positive things around us random act of kindness in simple terms could be spreading good vibes changing that that ripple and changing the mood and the feeling of the environments that we're in and that we find ourselves in and most notably and most effectively where the opposite is true so at times when it's tough and gritty and I've been in work situations where the atmosphere is tense and maybe there's anxiety and some other forms of tension that's the time when the mood needs to shift if we want to return to positivity and over my years as a coach with individuals and teams that's what I've noticed the power of these acts and if you can take this technique to an even higher level you will start to witness the positive effect on the attitude of those around you as well so my outrageous act of kindness three steps is simply to go beyond what would be helpful. So in simple terms, that might be letting people into a queue of traffic if you're in the car, or it might be finishing somebody's incomplete task, or clearing up an area of the office or home that perhaps has just sat there and no one's got around to it yet. Or give a gift, not necessarily a purchase gift, but give a gift. And the extra piece here, anonymously. You don't need to do this and let them know. That's 
a great journey for some people. Second one, move on. Let go of that action, the action you've just taken, and carry on with what's going on with your world. Point three, repeat it. For example, three a week. But right now, let's do one a day. I challenge the listener to do one a day, an outrageous act of kindness. And after a few days, you will begin to notice the serotonin shift in you. So you'll feel good. The person you've delivered the outrageous act of kindness will experience that. And potentially those around will as well. The euphoric positive kick from planting seeds of oak will have huge ramifications. But it starts really simply. Cool. So we've got the Attitude Advisor taking some time out to tap into those people who can really positively influence what you're doing and your thoughts and your whole attitude. Sharpening the axe. So again, taking some time to prepare yourself and to, to invest in you. Gratitude. Being grateful for what you for what you have and what you do and you know enacting that within yourself three times a day. And outrageous acts of kindness, doing something doing something incredibly positive for someone else and seeing how that helps you to develop. It's just four, but those four I think would be great in somebody's daily toolkit right now. Yeah, four chapters for you to be getting on with, listeners. So those can all be found on Simon's website, which is simontyler.com, under the section we call tools. But there's also a number of chapters from his other books, which hopefully we'll be talking to you about sometime soon. Thanks very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you can take something positive away from that. Um, We'll be back again, as I say, with another podcast sometime soon. In the meantime, keep it simple and go well.